0: Let's open our Bibles tonight to two scriptures. Psalm 127
1: verse 1 and 2 Samuel chapter 18 verse 33. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Amen. One more scripture tonight, 2 Samuel 18 and the 33rd verse. Then the king was deeply moved. And went up to the chamber over the gate And wept And as he went He said thus O my son Absalom My son, my son Absalom If only I had died in your place O Absalom, my son, my son One more scripture Others say one, Psalm 127 Last verse also Happy is the man Who has his quiver full of them They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Amen. I want to title tonight's word, Securing
0: the Gates. Securing the Gates. The first Bible says, Except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain. Who build it? Except the Lord keeps the city, the watchman wakes up in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early to. Take rest late to eat the bread of anxious toil for he gives blessings to his beloved in sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of a womb a reward. As arrows are in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy, blessed and fortunate is the man whose cure is filled with them. This will not be put to shame when they speak with their adversaries in the gatherings in the city gates securing the gates again in 2 Samuel chapter 18 and the 33 it is again said 2 Samuel chapter 13, 18 and the 33rd verse says, and the king was deeply moved and went up to his chamber over the gate and wept and as he went he said oh my son oh my son Absalom my son my son Absalom to God, I've died for you. Would to God, I've died for you, Absalom, my son, my son. Tonight, God wants you to secure your gates, whether it is of the house of God, whether it is your own house. God wants you to secure your gates. The psalmist is saying, unless the Lord builds the house. many of you know we have to allow the holy spirit the lord to build the house of god to build your families otherwise it's a warning that if you don't allow god to build a house and if you don't see god's hand building your houses it's under threat praise the lord there is a war behind the house of god there is a war Behind your house Unless you allow the Lord to build it It is under threat Nehemiah knew it He said fight for your houses Fight for your families Hallelujah My Bible says Jesus knew it He said I will build my church And the gates of hate shall not prevail against it He knew to secure The gates of the house of God Hallelujah Amen Obedidom knew it. The Bible says the moment he got the Ark of the Presence, he did not sit like some of you looking at here and there. He brought the Ark on the center of their lives. And he said, three months, I want the Ark of God to be here. I want to hold the Bible in my hand. I want to write the notes in my book. I want to put the children in the front of the Ark. So then the next three months, I want to secure my house for the glory of Jesus Christ. Let me warn you tonight, church if you don't put the Ark of the Covenant in the center of your house, if you don't bring your Bible and books and write the promises of God, don't ever blame the Lord when your house, when your family, when your finances are under the threat and the devil is about to kill it. I am come here with a voice of warning over some of your life who at the beginning of the month have quitting and discouraging so early in life. It is important to tell the Lord, Lord, let your hand. The enemy wants you to make speechless, speechless at the gate. It is the gate that important decisions were made. It was the gate that the voices, important voices were heard. He wants you to give up at the gate without a voice, without the right decision. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you are tonight? Speechless. I rebuke that spirit. You cannot say an amen. You cannot smile at God. You cannot read the Bible. You cannot open the book and call upon the name of Jesus. It has become so, so, hallelujah, common to you that, hallelujah, let me tell you, there is only one common thing that can make the uncommon battles of the Lord, hallelujah, into non-existence. It is the name of Jesus. It is the common name of Jesus. The church and the families are facing uncommon battles and it is, hallelujah, very thing that you thought common, hallelujah, it is that thing, that it is that name that can bring the victory over your life. It is the name Jesus. It is the Bible, the word of God. It is the power of the Holy Ghost. It is not by might. It is not by power. It is by my spirit, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. It is the very thing that you think it's common—the house of God. It is the very coming into the house of God. By this end of this message, you will know it is your way to your victory. 2 Samuel 18:33. David, on the way of the gate, over the gate, is making a cry. You have to understand. He was not a man who cried before. When you read 1 Samuel chapter 18 and 1 Samuel chapter 19, he was a man who won victories. He was a warrior of a man. He shouted at Goliath. He never cried when he saw a battle. But here is a man who is crying at the gate looking at this battle. He was a man once driving the enemies back. But 2 Samuel eighteen thirty three. It says the king was deeply moved. One of the versions says the king shook. Today, I heard a news and I shook. It is my experience. I wanted to share this word because I heard a news on the way and as a pastor, it shook me. It shook me to the core. To the point that i never thought i would be able to come and minister look at what happened
1: when you read 2 samuel chapter 19 and the first verse and job was told behold the king is weeping and mourning for absalom Ah so the victory that day was turned into mourning for all the people the victory was
0: turned into mourning for all the people can you imagine that we heard it is an extraordinary year we heard it's an extraordinary year of victory we know that the victory is just at the door we know that the miracles is at the door it's a time of victory. There is a devil that is trying to make your victory into mourning. Hallelujah! I command that spirit to leave our lives. Our victory will remain as victory. You are a great friend. 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 You are great friend. Our victory will remain as victory. Our joy will remain as joy. Our promise will remain as promise. Every hindrance that is trying to make our more dancing into morning, I command to leave tonight. Hallelujah. The disciples were shaken in Luke chapter 24. Hearing about Jesus' crucifixion and Jesus being buried. But Jesus walked into the room on the Sunday morning and he said, peace be with you. That's what Jesus do. When you are at the edge of the seat and when you are about to fear your most dreaded fear, when you are about to think that you have lost the battle, he comes into the room and said, here are my salvation. Here is my victory. He will turn your morning into dancing. Even tonight, I prophesy over your life some of you are sitting at the edge of your defeat at the edge of the fear at the edge of suspense and does not know what i will do but the lord will enter the room and say here are my peace here are my joy here are my promises here is my answers somebody rejoice in the law he will turn a morning into dancing but the enemy will try to make a victory into sorrow. The whole army is experiencing.
1: Verse 3 says, The people slipped into the city. Please read the verse. And three. the people stole back into the city that day, as people who are ashamed steal away when they flee in battle. The people, the army, all strolling into the city, humiliated,
0: feel stole the battle, the victory. Hallelujah. The whole army is experiencing defeat while there is actual victory. You can actually experience mourning at the place of victory. You can experience depression in the place of provision. You can experience what looks like failure in the time of success. So it is not the event that that matters. It is how... You correctly discern it. Events can come that gives us a wrong idea. Events can come that can give us a wrong symptom. It's not the symptom that matters. It is God who said by my stripes you are healed. It is to process the event in the correct level of God. David lost his son and he cannot experienced the victory. How did it affect David? 2 Samuel chapter
1: 19 2 to 4 you can read verse 4 But the king covered his face and the king cried out with a loud voice, "Oh my son Absalom, Oh Absalom my son, my son. The heads of the soldiers were covered with shame because the head of the king was a
0: shame. His focus was so His focus was so focused on what he lost. How many of you here, you are so focused, you are so ashamed on what that is lost that you are about to lose more if you don't start losing, focusing on your victory. Amen. Some of us, what the devil exactly wants to do, is to be sorry with what we have lost. Don't focus on that which is lost. If you keep focusing on even the little victory that God has given you, you will step outside of it tonight. Focus on the victory He gave on the first of this year in the name of the Lord focus on the extraordinary miracles focus on the extraordinary promises focus on the extraordinary healings and there the ordinary defeats will not take you out will not say you out will not talk you out hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord the troop after so many years of David's in the wilderness, the troop is now ready to take back the throne. Can you imagine? Had the promises in 1 Samuel chapter 17. Then, all through his life, battles Goliath, Saul, Absalom. Some of us, the opportunity has come to take our promises. And we are saying, I am not ready. One more month. Our mindset is one more fasting and prayer. Our mindset is maybe next week. Come on, somebody, tonight. This is the day that the Lord has made. Oh, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. It is the Lord's doing, it. it is marvelous in our eyes. Somebody, tonight. He is right on the next of you. He's saying, I'm not ready. He still has problems inside. He's still keeping up some grudges of the past. He's still acting as if he's like Peter walking at a distance. When God is about to do the most marvelous thing of his life, he is disconnecting, disengaging. Bible says he is weeping at isolation over the gate. He's somewhere above the gate and weeping. I empathize with you tonight. When you have a situation like David, when you have lose your son, it is not important to overcome it immediately. It is a time of sorrow. It is a time of weeping. I'm not against it. But don't allow your weeping to go so far. That you forget to realize the victory that is so near. Don't allow your discouragement to be so far. And forget to take the victory that is so near. I like what Benny Hinn said. People who cease healing are the people who hold on to the promise of God praise the Lord. It is not somebody who comes to the church like this, hear the promise, clap your hands and then go back, hear the news and get discouraged. But one who choose to take a prophetic word, keep holding on to it. But I like this
1: man called Joab. In 2 Samuel chapter 19 verse 5. Can somebody read it please? Then Joab came into the house to the king and said, Today you have disgraced all your servants who today have saved your life. The lives of your sons and daughters. The lives of your wives and the lives of your concubines. I like people like Joab who stepped near the gate and who had the guts to
0: tell where you have gone wrong. Some of you need to thank the Lord for Joab who has the guts to correct you. Who loves you enough to keep you the way you are who has the audacity and the spine and the brain and the intelligence and the wisdom and the will to get you in place ah somebody that's where we don't like amens hallelujah get away from people who keeps quiet when you do something wrong look at he's saying hallelujah maybe something he doesn't want to hear he says why are you upset about the people who you don't love, who don't love you and forgetting the people who actually loves you? You are today covered the faces of all your servants with shame who saved your life. Hallelujah. For success, for you love those who hate you and hate those who love you. You have declared today the princes and servants nothing to you. For today... I see that if Absalom had lived and all the rest of us had died, you would be pleased. He's saying, look at the people who is with you. Forget about the one who died because he never loved you. Let me tell you tonight, you have to decide something. Who loves you, who does not. You have to identify who loves you, who does not. The greatest problem in the church and in a family is we still, after 10 years of marriage, does not know whether the husband loves me or the wife loves me. After 10 years, we don't know whether the children loves us or the children loves somebody else more. It is important to know who loves you. After coming so many years, if you you think your pastor doesn't love you, something is drastically wrong. If you don't like the church who does everything for you more than any other churches in the city overdo for you things and if you still have one complaint, you have to question yourself. Joab had the gift of confrontation. Sometimes it is important to have the gift of confrontation than the gift of comfort. We only like people, be around people who comfort us. We never like to be around people who challenges us, who corrects us, who confronts us. If Nathan would not have confronted David, he would have never become the king. If Joab would not have confronted David, he would have never took hold of the promise when it was so near. Some of you, from your heart tonight, thank the Lord for the gift of confrontation somebody confronted you and said hey bro you've gone wrong here a pastor confronted you and said this is not the way to serve the lord hallelujah you need to take the correction he who loves he corrects it is better than the love of the friend than the kisses of the enemy it is better to have the wounds of a friend than to have the kisses of the enemy he said you have humiliated all those who stood for you You forgot all those who love you and you are upset about the one who hated you. In other words, he was saying, why are you attaching yourself to stuff that do no good? Why are you getting attached to things, people, the world, who appears, camouflage themselves to be good to you, who takes you away from the church, from your purpose, from the plan of God? From the faith from the praise from the seal from the passion of god says, why are you attaching yourself to people paul said why are you giving yourself to a gospel from which you heard first and once the gospel that you blessed now why are you falling away from that gospel why are you attaching yourself to another gospel oh come on somebody tonight why are you running after things that will not help you at the end Why are you chasing? I'm going to go to the party pitcher. So, the to go to i the i the Why are you trying to walk away from the experience of God that he has given you? Samuel asked. God asked Samuel, why are you mourning over Saul who disobeyed me and gone his way? How long will you mourn for him? Look at the man. Look at the answer. The man after my own heart. What was he
1: saying? 2 Samuel chapter 19. And the seventh us. Now, therefore, arise, go out and speak comfort to your servants. For I swear by the Lord, if you do not go out, not one will stay with you this night. And that will be worse for you than all the evil that has befallen you from your youth until now. Come on, somebody.
0: Encouraging, encouraging the people who are standing with you is important. Encouraging the people who are already with you is important. Encouraging the people who are sacrificing or praying for you is important. Encouraging that praying wife and that kneeling husband is important. Encouraging a praying pastor and a praying intercession team is important. Standing with a church who stood with you over the years is important. Otherwise, the people who stood with you will walk away from you. This is not the time that the great people should walk away. This is the time that the right people should stay with you.
1: And I finished with this. 2 Samuel chapter 19 and the 8th verse says something powerful. Then the king arose and sat in the gate. And they told all the people, saying, There is the king sitting in the gate. The king got up. Yeah.
0: Took a seat. Secured his gates. Hallelujah. The king got up and secured his gate. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I will get back into my gate. It is impossible to sustain your confidence with a faulty character. You need to have a character that is worked by the love and the grace of God. If you are in the grace, in response to the grace, God works a character. Character is important to sustain that confidence. Because the Bible says, if then... If the heart condemns us, God is greater. Why? You have the confidence. Because God has worked in you. There is no condemnation. Character is important. You can hug yourself up, but without the deep seated fruit of the Spirit, character. Hallelujah. It is difficult to have the confidence always. That's why He shook. He shook. How does it look go? He allowed little by little, small, small small, things to overpower him. Not overnight, little by little. Praise the Lord. What I am telling you is what I have experienced, what I have lived, what I have got the fruit out of it. Little by little, we allow things to come into and creep into our lives. Might be a wrong phone call. Might be a negative message. Might be an old friend with a flirting habit. You will love her message into your phone. Tomorrow, little by little, you will be holding hands and you will be sleeping. Hallelujah. The wrong house and taking a bath with the wrong bachiba. <laughs> Hallelujah. Little by little, it will overpower your mind and your heart. You have a small problem with somebody the problem will become a doubt the doubt will become a suspicion the suspicion will become a bitterness bitterness will become an unforgiveness unforgiveness will become a hate hate will become what not you feel far away from the lord hallelujah little worry Worry will become a doubt. Doubt will become a fear. Fear will become a negative mindset. Negative mindset will become a a a, 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 a pessimistic attitude. Now let me tell you. It was not the dysfunction that brought him the problem. But how he dealt with the dysfunction. Every one of us is weak. I am not saying we are... Not We are perfect all the time. Every one of us has problems to deal with. Every one of us have the small devils to conquer. It is not the fact that he had the discomfort. David had two problems mainly. Father problem. He did not have a good father and mother forsook him the Bible says. He had the father problem. And he was lusty. He had lust problems. And none of these things stopped God from choosing him. And because none of these things stopped God from choosing him, none of these things stopped God from using him. So it was not the dysfunction. God knew all the way that this is the person who I'm going to choose. It's not that he be, you became perfect and you were chosen. God knew all the way you had all these issues. But it was the reason how he dealt with the issue. Now what was his problem? He fought Goliath from a distance. Which was a good strategy. Because you did not want to go near Goliath and uh, you know, a bro, you don't want to call him. It was a good strategy. (laughs) He had the stone. It was a good strategy to fight him from the distance. He was trained for that. But the problem with David was, all his life, he used that strategy. Now, Some strategy helps you to win the battle. But you cannot have that strategy all your life. Keeping a distance from everything that came to your life. For example, the Bible says, it's not what he did with Bathsheba, the problem came. It is what he did not do. Praise the Lord. Sometimes we get into trouble, it's not because what we did, it's because what we did not do. We were supposed to be in war. We were supposed to be in ministry. We were supposed to be sharing the good news with somebody. We were supposed to be, instead of being a busybody and working around catching all the news, it was supposed to be, Serving the Lord in the vineyard of God. And because David did not do that, he had all the time to open himself to the weaknesses. Was somebody here with me. Hallelujah. He got more time to be tempted. He already took a bath. Who told him to go to the bathroom again? Unnecessary bath with Bathsheba's will come when you don't do what you're supposed to do. Hallelujah. Now after he messed up, instead of responding to the grace of God, he responded to his shame. Hallelujah. Now what is the problem? The problem is he always kept a distance from every issue. He kept a distance from serving the Lord. He got into problem. He kept a distance. Having fell into his shame, he kept a distance from handling it. He stood from far from the Bathsheba problem. He started uh, thinking all the ways to destroy that. uh, Uriah is the Bathsheba's husband. Plotting things. Instead of dealing with his disobedience and responding to God's grace, he became a murderer. Hallelujah And here what is the problem is sin has consequences Sometimes you made wrong decisions and acted on it you will face the consequences One great man of God said you can pick your decisions but can't pick your consequences Nindha manam, nindeda your theermaanikka Hallelujah. Because he did not receive the grace, he left. He later did receive the grace, but by that time, he had left a residue that eventually went into his family. Because he made such a distant moment with God when he needed God the most and made some wrong choices. He left a residue. For example, his own son Amon raped his own sister. Amon raped his half-sister. David's son born of him raped David's daughter born of another wife. Can you imagine? What did David do? instead of going and confronting Amon and correcting him, again kept a distance. Thank God when somebody confronts you, my brother. Thank God when somebody has the audacity to look at your face and say, hey sister, you better change or you become a Jezebel. He kept a distance again. So what happened? Amon's half-sisters, Absalom, the brother, went and killed Amon. The sister of the brother of the one who got raped went and killed who? Amon, because David, the father, did not confront it. Same with Bathsheba. David. Made the greatest mistake when he disengaged from the problems. Never disengage from issues. You know what is engagement, no? You now, now only people if the Twitter comes, ping, engage. You engage, and you say how many likes you engage. WhatsApp, you engage. Instagram, you engage. How many likes? What are the comments people say? You engage to know whether what you posted was great. Some people are engaging in the surface level and not in the soul level. Never make that mistake. We are on the surface. David said, search me and see if there is any wicked thing in me. Lord, lead me to the everlasting. Search inside. Absalom, Ammon. And what happened? Again, David kept Absalom at a distance. Are you hearing this? Are you hearing this, church? I'm telling you some of you answers for your problems. Allow the Lord to go deep. He walks in you to his will and to his God. has to walk in you. Change you. Transform you. The glory of God kills your very self. Because he kept him at a distance, Absalom started a rebellion. He stood at the gate and said, "I'm better than my father." Now, here is the question: Be very careful who you allow to stand at the gates to represent you. I don't want people who disengage to be in the ministry. I don't want people, myself as a pastor, who disengage with things. I don't think I'll pastor effectively we need to engage ourselves with the Bible with the Lord with the word with the worship because we carry careful the people who don't allow you to engage with them because what you don't confront you can't change and the Bible says the hearts of the people were with Absalom and David is roaming David is roaming to the Kidron Valley and the Bible says now, here, here is the end. People overtake to kill him, but Absalom's hair was caught on the tree. What makes you great outwardly will catch up inwardly. Amen. You, Absalom was very great. He thought of you know, great hair, but no change inwardly, caught up inwardly. He killed. He died. And that is where we come to the... the David was shaken because he felt responsible for that. He said, I would have rather died in my son's place. I would have corrected him. This is a word to our church, to our spiritual sons, daughters, to your children. If you don't confront them, At the time you should confront them Later you will cry for them Because of the time that you should confront them And change them You did not do it You did not raise them up well Now they have grown up They are too old to listen to you And they will be caught In the traps of the enemy David was shaken I pray tonight Lord As parents, as pastors Let us not be shaken because Where we fail to confront When I mean we should have corrected and confronted Now here the problem Why David was responsible Because the challenge of responsibility Praise the Lord. Now the problem is the challenge of responsibility. Sometimes people don't take it. It's not because they are lazy. But they are not strong enough in the Lord. They are not confident enough to handle the shame, the fear, the trauma, the exhaustion that come with it. That's the reason. We need to ask the Lord to be confident to face our fears. Face prayer, we have to correct ourselves. Face our shame if you have fallen down. Face our fear. Fear is a real trouble. You know what I'm saying? Fear is a real trauma, a real torment. It's a real demon. It will break your heart sometimes. That's why I said, it's important to be secure in the Lord. Otherwise, you will walk away from God gave you. Hallelujah. there is a problem of showing up in the body but not in the mind. So many people are there in the body today but not in the mind. It is different of coming to church and being in the church. There are so many people come to church but are they really in the church? Have you switched off in between? It is one thing of coming home, husbands, and it's one thing of being home. Big difference having a child and being a mom. Sometimes we are disengaged from the church, from our home, from our children, from our spouses because of fear. And if something happens, let me tell you, it is also our responsibility. Some of us, are you listening by net? Take the responsibility tonight and God will restore you that's why he said if only I died instead it was my fault that which has happened to my son it was my fault he is defeated because he's I disengaged and what is happening when victory came to David he's not acting like he have it he's the king but he's not in the position not happy and David and his men this is where We have the encouragement to this entire story. David was in a place called Mahaniam, Absalom in in Jerusalem. And here is the gates. By the way, you should know that two gates in every city to protect the city. One is outer gate. What is our outer gate? Our personality. We show everybody our reputation that we'll project to the people, to the world. Hey, look at us. There is outer gate. There is inner gate. The second type of defense. That is where our mind. This is our inner gate. See, look, look at me. This, what happens between this? Our eyes, our ears, our mind. Every day, inner gate. Action happens according to what happens between these things. the bible says in 2 samuel chapter 19 and 8 if you have the bible it's good to take it because this is going to bring the breakthrough over your life
1: then the king arose and sat in the gate and they told all the people saying there is the king sitting in the gate so all the people came before the king for everyone of israel had fled to his tent
0: hallelujah he was till that time near the gate isolating watching everything seeing the heavens happening and not taking the responsibility of all the outcomes, it's pretending and not committed. Hallelujah! Why? Because we always like to be in the place that helps our ego, but not where we confront the issues. We like to be around people who will massage our ego, but not around people who challenges to confront. But here is David. Now he is not in the outside; he's in the inside. What is the gate? It's where usually transaction happens in a marketplace. Negotiation, buying and selling, that was the gate. Amos prophesied meant to justice at the gate. The Bible says Ruth was claimed by Boaz in the presence of witnesses at the gate. Abraham bought the burial ground for Sarah at the gate. Judges would sit and make the decision at the gate. It was a place where the conscience of the nations would develop. Because at the gate they were judged. They had a good conscience. It was the place where your conscience come. And it was the same place the devil, Absalom, used to spread his own agenda. But here, everything changed. Say, everything is going to change. Say, everything is going to change. He did a simple thing. A simple thing. For all the cries and all the mistakes. A simple thing. Bring a chair, please. Bring a chair. A simple thing the David, King David took a, went out of the chamber. Yes. Took the seats at the gate. Hallelujah. How many of you are here saying, 2019 I am going to sit at the gate. David said, I am back in the gate. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My heart is broken, but I am back in the gate to secure it hallelujah amen i made some mistakes in life but i'm back at the gate i wish i could have made some right decisions but i'm not going to think over it and procrastinate over my decision i'm back in the gate hallelujah praise the lord some of us have made mistakes in the past but i'm back in the gate i blame 20 years the mistakes that i've done but i've decided that i'm not going to make that mistake blaming somebody in the next 20 years i'm back at the gate hallelujah i'm devastated but i'm back at the gate i'm uncertain about my future but i'm back at the gate i'm long away from church and home but tonight somebody listening to me say i'm back at the gate in 2019. glory People have wounded me. People have rejected me. I felt like a useless. I made feel like a useless. But I'm taking the responsibility. Because my Jesus said, Hallelujah. There is the King sitting at the gate. He has seated me with Jesus at the heavenly places far above all principalities and authorities, dominions and powers. Oh, you don't know your posture. You don't know your poster, look at me. Above all principalities, because Jesus is on my side, the devil and principalities under his feet. And my Bible says, I'm seated together with Jesus, far above, here is my poster, above all principalities, authorities, dominions and powers and every pain that we create in my life, I am far above it. Everything that has come against me, if God is me who or what can be ah, it's there against me I'm looking down who or <laughs> I'm looking down who or what can be against me he is ah, come on somebody come on somebody come on somebody put your hands together give a heart offering to Jesus tonight We give you praise tonight i see people getting out of shame and regrets that have paralyzed you and taking a stand at the gate how enter with praise and thanksgiving we enter his gates with praise victory starts from inside gate come on enter his gates with thanksgiving enter his courts with praise the victory starts from the inside gate i don't know what the devil the condemnation what they are saying but say i'm back at the gate hallelujah he has prepared a table in front of the enemies. I'm back at the gate. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. We give you praise. Through this process, you might be broken. I am broken tonight. But I can say I am better. You might be broken through certain issues of life, but you become a better Christian. You become a better child of God. You will understand God in a better way. Hallelujah. And you learn to battle the mind battles in a better way. Hallelujah. Now, here is the greatest thing He was not fully healed, yet He got into the seat. Don't wait for your full healing, get back into your seat. Don't wait for your things in your marriage to completely, fully settle take your seat first. You might have some issues with somebody in the church. Don't wait for to fully reconcile. Be the gate first. Victory starts when you make decisions from the inside first. It is said when he sat down all his battlemen came to him. When you sit down the weapons for your victory will come to you. The people to exercise your victory stands for you will come to you oh come on somebody own your story own your responsibility own your fault and god will bring the weapons to you that will defeat the devil hallelujah amen what happens if i go from this side He's turning that camera don't turn it if I'm not at the seat nothing appears there but I'm in the seat everything appears there you take your seat your victory will appear in the name of Jesus come on somebody come on somebody come on somebody sit hallelujah and see the victory appearing in front of you let's close our eyes in prayer hallelujah Praise you, Jesus.